And welcome back in Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. How about that? World number one versus world number two at Olympia Fields in a playoff. I love it. Absolutely love it. We have been entertained. DJ goes 30 under in Boston. And we get the two best players down the stretch dropping bombs. First DJ to get into the playoff, and then Rom just doubles it up. Big old snake across the the green on 18, double breaker, perfect. That's why you leave the the flag in, folks. That flag stick got a workout over those 20 minutes. The ball's just banging into the center of it, and John Rom gets the big win and sends us now to the Tour Championship, the top 30. And to help me break it all down, the voice and co-host of the new post-game show for the PGA Tour. Jonathan Coachman. Coach, thanks for joining me. I know you're on the West Coast. Man, I tell you what, it's it's great to hear you say dropping bombs because that's exactly <laughs> what happened yesterday. There's nothing, Travis, that I love do love doing more than talking golf. And if I stutter here and there, it's because it's very early. But I'll get up at any time of the day to talk about golf and especially what we saw yesterday in the last couple of weeks. It's been fantastic. Well, first off, I, I'm I'm stoked that you are doing the post game show for the PGA Tour. I've been following your career for a long time. Big fan of uh, you. your radio show at ESPN, and talking all things sports, and um, it's cool to see you now uh, fully integrated into the game. Tell us a little bit about this post game show you're doing for the PGA Tour. Well, yeah, and I appreciate you saying that because I've, I've you know I played college basketball and I've always had a career where I feel like if you're going to be at this level that you have to be an expert. And that's just how I feel. And, you know, I, I knew basketball and I knew football. And, and But when I was in high school and college, I knew I had to get into golf because when you're in TV, that's what you do. You play in a lot of golf tournaments. And over the course of the last, I guess, 20 years, I've been very blessed, Travis, to be on national TV since my early 20s. And But I knew I wanted to do golf and I wanted to do it at a high level. And so three years ago, three years ago, I sent a blind email to the PGA Tour basically saying, this is what I would do to make your product better. Not that there was something wrong with your product, but to make it better. And to give the executives credit, they didn't look at it as a negative. Because I think we all who love the sport of golf have seen the sport grow. We've seen the talent grow. But we need to see the coverage grow, too. And it's got to be more diverse. And it's not that it has you got to have a black person here. you got to have an Asian person here. You need to have people of all walks of life, all perspectives, all cultures to bring the game, which is a worldwide game. And I've been on worldwide TV for a long time. So I've been in all these different cultures. And so now slowly with the PGA tour, starting with one tournament two years ago, working our way up. And now that we work together and we do PGA tour live, I came to them and I said, we need to do a a post game, a a different kind of post game. Not, and, and there's nothing wrong with golf channel, but more fun. Uh, more high energy, no shirts and ties, and and really talk about what happened, but also do some fun things too. And last night we had WWE superstar The Miz on because he's a golf nut, and he's in the new commercial with Justin yep. Thomas. And he told us this great story about so when he was taping the commercial, he got to interview Justin Thomas, and he asked him, if you gave me 30 shots, could I beat you? And Justin Thomas says, absolutely not. And that sent him into a tizzy, and it was an, an incredibly funny story. So I tell you that because we need to bring people in from all different walks of life. And the Miz is a huge golf nut. But most people 
wouldn't know that because they may not watch wrestling. You may not be a wrestling fan, but that's what we're going to try to bring to the show is different perspectives, different people. My co-host Troy Mullins is a, uh, a long drive professional. She's not on the LPGA tour. Um, and we did that for a reason. Everything you see Travis on the show is for a reason. And we're trying to grow internally at the PGA tour. And my goal is to create so much content that people can enjoy that it helps the players' brands within the brand, and then everybody benefits and everybody gets to enjoy the the fruits of the labor. I think it's I think it's great, and it's you know one of the things that you and I have in common. We both worked at Golf Channel and did a lot of morning drive, yeah. and you know when I was there, and I've been kind of pounding this pavement for many years, is that. You know, look, you don't have to be a former player to bring a perspective to the game. You know, like everybody, for me, I just use myself as an example. You know, they're like, well, you're a teacher and you're going to do all the teaching segments and the heavy lifting segment. That's great. And like, and I'm, and I'm all in on that. And that's my main expertise. But it's like, I have a lot of other skill sets here. I can sit at the table and talk golf and have an opinion and be conversational. Right. And, it took a while to kind of get to that point, but it's like, look, you don't have to be a former player to sit in the number two seat, number three seat, number four seat, bring energy, be entertaining, be conversational, have an opinion, all the things that make up good television. And I, and I think we're getting there. I, I think I think we're getting there. And I think you guys are on the right track there with the post-game show. And, you know, hey, I if when if if you look into my Stripe Show podcast, you you, you see with my guest list. Instruction's like 25% of it. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. we're, it's anybody and everybody coming in and talking golf. And um, I think it's important. And, and I think we're, uh, I think we're getting there, coach. I got to ask you real quick. You've done a lot of uh, uh, professional wrestling. Yeah. And um, you talked about Miz. Anybody else we need to know about that's like, like loves the game? <laughs> There's a lot of guys that love the game. And, and when we were still doing long drive at the golf channel, I was, um, quietly putting together a made-for-TV event that would partner a long-drive professional and a WWE superstar. Uh, Booker T, who's a WWE Hall of Famer, he lives in Houston. Uh, He actually has a a golf hole that he built in his backyard. Um, JBL, who's my co-host on my Follow the Action uh, sports betting podcast. Uh, We once played Pebble Beach together. We played Pinehurst number 2 together. Uh, He made me hit four times out of the little pop bunker at seven at Pebble beach. Cause we were betting and we were playing stroke play instead of match play. And that was the last time that I ever played stroke play and bet in my life because <laughs> I couldn't even get the ball out of that little pop bunker to the right at Pebble beach. But there's a lot of guys, uh, Baron Corbin loves golf too. And there's a lot of guys that have called me now that I do, I'm more visible in the golf world that I said, listen, if you're doing, cause they know I'm an idea guy, I'll throw 10 ideas against the wall. And if one of them sticks, fantastic. And they're like, listen, if you start to create something, we want to be involved in that because every WWE superstar, they know that to build their, I call it the brand within the brand. And if you want to build your own brand, the Travis Fulton brand, the coach brand, the whoever brand, you've got to do things outside of that comfort zone. You can't stay in your own world and expect yourself to grow exponentially and the really smart ones do that. And it's so funny that you bring up the teaching aspect. And uh, the thing about it is these executives have to change. And slowly we're getting these new young executives. And it's one of my passions. I want to be an executive. I make no bones about it. It was never going to happen at ESPN. 
Because mm-hmm. when you're at ESPN, you're either a talent, you're a producer, you're whatever you are, that's the lane that you're in. And so I know that I would, I'm a great leader. I know that there are a lot of great young minds that are not being heard because they're looked at as, well, you're 23, you can't do that. So when you bring up, you don't have to be a former X, Y, and Z, I'm totally in on that. And I've actually yeah. told the PGA of America who I work with, I'm an ambassador uh, with their PGA Works program and with Steph Curry and with Paul Millsap of the Nuggets. And we are now in the, it's a very slow process because they've been stuck in their ways for so long, but they're now understanding they have to change and they have to broaden. And it can't just be about posting a 30 second uh, training video on how to chip chip and get people to come to your platform and take in your content. You've got to make it entertaining and then you can build up those teachers and those PGA professionals. And so I'm completely bought in with what you're saying. And I believe that we're starting to get through to the executives I know we're doing it with the PGA Tour. They're fantastic. And now PGA of America is coming along too. Yeah. Well, that's very well said. And um, I'm not sure how you and I haven't worked closer together over the years. I know. Knowing- <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, well, I look forward to future conversations. I want to I want to move this one to uh, to professional golf and what we really not just not just what we saw last week, but even the week before. I know you were on the call for PGA Tour Live with our man Billy Kratzer and um, Karen Stupples and other. But John Rahm opens up with 75 on Thursday, uh, 71 plus six. Usually you're not going to see that player come back and win a golf tournament, but he goes 66-64 at Olympia Fields, which was just incredible golf. The only bogey he made was on the fifth where he picked up his ball before he marked it. Um, <laughs> I've which, never seen um, that before. I've never, I've never seen, seen that before in my no. life. I haven't either. I think I've done it. Oh, my, um, my, buddies, my buddies have certainly done it when we're playing a $2 Nassau on Saturday morning, but I've never seen a professional do it. And no. thank God, Travis, thank God the rules have evolved. And probably 30 years ago, he would have got disqualified. And thank God it's no longer or a two-shot penalty. It's just one shot. You make a mistake, let's move on. Thank it's goodness. Just, thank just goodness. True. He you know? probably, 30, 40 years ago, he probably would have had to do 50 push-ups on the green. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was the only bogey he made. Um, I mean – you saw Olympia Fields. I mean, that place it, That place was a beast. If I told you, hey, coach, Rom's going to go 66-64 over the weekend, he's going to spot him a stroke, and he's going to win it, what would you say? Well, I would have told you, if you would have told me Thursday night after watching the first round that anybody would even shoot a 66, I would have told you you were crazy, and, and are you watching a different tour event this week other than that one? Uh, then you back that up with a 64. I think you could argue, Travis, that that was – one of the best weekends of golf, maybe in PGA Tour history. <laughs> and and here, here's another. You said people normally don't get the plus six and come back and win. Here's a stat for you. Okay. That one time since 2009, a player has shot a 75 in the first round or higher and come back to win the, to win the golf tournament. Wow. And that player was Brooks Kepka in 2018 at the, wait for it, U.S. Open. Okay, yeah. Okay. So it, it's got to be a tournament like that for for that to happen because most tournaments, guys are shooting four, five, six, seven under every single day. So mm-hmm. what he did this this past weekend was incredible, and to be able to because you you know when he was hitting on the range, he knew exactly what was going on. 
and he knew that DJ had a 40-footer and that he thought in his mind it was over. And then when he dropped that bomb, for having no people there, there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of noise. Yeah. And to regroup and come back and make that putt on the, the first playoff hole tells me a lot. And I'll back it up and say it's, it's one of the best weekends of golf we've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be up there. I mean, I didn't see 10 under. I mean, I you know, without the rain, I was – they were predicting a little bit of rain coming in and I was saying, oh, if, if, if they, if they soften the course, these guys mm-hmm. are going to seven or eight, you know? Um, but they didn't get the rain. So I was, you know, based off what I saw Thursday, Friday, I, I did not see 66, 64 over the weekend. And let's, let's talk about Rom here for uh, a minute. You know, this is a guy in my backyard here is TPC Sawgrass. It's about four or five miles from where I live. And in, and in, and in 2019, he was in the fairway bunker on the 11th final round, had the lead. Rory was right alongside and he got into this disagreement with his caddy about whether to lay up or go for it. And if you're on the left side of 11 at Sawgrass, mm-hmm. you lay up. I mean, you mm-hmm. lay up. He, he had a tough lie. You just lay up short, hit your wedge on. But Rom insisted, give me the four and I'll hook it around to the front of the green. And the caddy was like, absolutely not. Caddy gave, oh, it, gave it to him. Yep. And he hit it in the water and he yeah. made six and he spiraled. I think he finished outside the top 10. Rory wins, right? So learning moment for Rom. Since that time, coach, okay? Since that moment, he wins Eric in April in 2019 with Ryan Palmer. He wins the Irish Open in, in right after that. He wins the Spanish Open. He wins the DP World Tour Championship, also the Order of Merit. Flip page wins Memorial this year, wins a BMW championship. How's that since, uh, since, uh, you know, that decision, I think we're watching, um, John Rom grow up right now before our eyes here over the last really month and a half. I mean, he is on a run here and, um, you know, one of the things that he's committed to is controlling that emotion, you know, in the game and, and not run so hot under the collar. Things are going to happen. Chill out keep playing. Don't let the emotion get in the way of, of you continuing to make decisions and play. And, and, and I think he's doing, it. I think at 20 age of 25, clearly with that run since the players back in 2019, um, he, he's one of the top players in the world and growing up right before our eyes. I think you bring up several great points uh, in the last couple of minutes and starting with that decision at 11 at TPC, um, it would have been crazy if he would have come out and blamed his caddy and taken it out on his caddy and 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 go, gone down that road. Um, but I think ultimately that helped him in, in so many different ways. And he can look back now. And I don't know anything about his relationship with his uh, fiance. And they're, they're I think they're close to getting married. But that changes a lot. And you've seen it in Rory where your perspective changes, where you realize my whole life isn't just about what happens on the golf course. And when you come out of college and you've been successful in college on the PGA Tour already, you don't have that buffer where you get to start living life and then you become a professional. He just went right into it and he was com- contending and he was competing at a, at a very, very high level. And I think now what you're starting to see, and I'm still trying to figure out, Travis, why when, when we get in those very quick conversations of who's the best player, who's the most explosive player, it's always DJ, Rory, Tiger at times, uh, you know, Bryson now. But for some reason... John Rom's name doesn't pop into the, the first four or five names that are in your head. And they absolutely should. 
because he's winning at really, really tough golf courses. And in doing so, he's shooting really low scores. And he has now created a resume where you have to put him in the top two or three players in the world. And now the, the, the next obvious step for him, you got to start winning majors. You've got to start contending in majors. But now with the new perspective and the way that he handles a ball hitting off of a tree, which happened yesterday and came down, and he still got up and down for par from off the green. Those type of situations may not have happened a year and a half ago, but they're happening now. And that's why you're starting to see him be able to come back on a very, very difficult golf course when he's several shots back and force a playoff and winning the playoff. I don't think it's any uh, any surprise at everything you described, the evolution of John Rahm and what we're seeing this summer. Let's take yeah. a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels, visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. I mean, you look back at, uh, you know, the next step for him now is a major championship for sure. I think clipping the Memorial, that win, and now the BMW, you know, he's got that next tier win, right, with the best players mm-hmm. in the world. So now the next step, obviously, is a major. He was tied for third at the U.S. Open last year, so... Um, you know, you win at Olympia Fields, you know, you're, you're going to be a favorite to win um, at Wingfoot or any, you know, U.S. Open course. But who knows? I mean, when I was growing up, the U.S. Open played more like Olympia Fields, um, which I, I like once in a while. And I want to ask you about this as we kind of break down these three courses in the playoffs. But, you know, that was a traditional U.S. Open course. But who knows what they're going to do? They've done some different things. Um, but I, I think we'll probably see... Um, we'll probably see the course set up like that um, for sure and demanding with all 14 clubs, you know, two, three, four under winning the golf tournament. But you look at this run of, look at this run of three courses here um, in the playoffs. I think the tour has really zeroed in on now and, and I've got a nice run of three here. I really like the way this is playing out. TPC Boston was last week. You were on the call for PGA Tour Live. DJ Blitz it goes 30 under. <laughs> I got to ask you. I was texting with Kratzer. I got to ask you here. What I mean, what was going through your mind? Okay, he's 12 under through 12. I mean, what do you say? Or he's, yeah, he's 12 under through 12. Uh, I mean, what do you even say? Well, we, we had a chance to make history. And so I, I call, I, Billy Kratzer has, a, he, has, he has no reason to be nice to me. He has no reason to be the way he is to me with everything he's done and the, the, the stature he has with the PGA tour and ESPN, everybody else. I call him affectionately. I call him the governor. He's the governor because <laughs> he runs everything. He runs the state of affairs. And so he, I think he's really embraced the nickname. I think he really likes it. Good. And so we're sitting there and we're calling it and Scheffler makes the 59. I had never called a 59 before. 
and it was incredibly exciting. And then all of a sudden, we're looking, and because of the Scheffler 59, DJ had already started his round. So now we're looking over, and he's seven under through seven, and we're still in the, the glory of the 59 with Scheffler. And so all of a sudden, he gets to 11 under through 11 holes. We're like, what? <laughs> well, what are we supposed to do? So now we're, we're, we're scrambling. Like, has there ever, has there ever been 59 twice in the same round? Has there been a 57? That's the kind of things we were talking about because it was not out of the realm of possibility for him. 11 under was a 60. He had seven holes to get three more birdies. Well, he just had two eagles and all these birdies. And all of a sudden he just stops and it just, he pars his way out and he can't even birdie 18 to get. So we had so many different emotions going on. So many different conversations. We were incredibly disappointed and we gave DJ a lot of credit because he was asked, I think it was by Todd Lewis in his post round, did you want to shoot a 59? It was somebody. <laughs> and he looked at him and as only DJ can, he goes, uh, yes, I wanted to shoot a 59. I'd never done it before. And he started laughing in that kind of goofy, aloof laugh that he has, you know? Yeah. And, but it was a very honest question because you never know with DJ really what drives him. Yeah. But I think now, and I think you saw yesterday, we saw a more serious DJ. And I don't know if, if Wayne Gretzky has gotten his head or if somebody's talked to him, but to me, the last two weeks, he's showing that he wants people to realize that at their best, DJ is the absolute best player in the world. And now he's starting to show me a little bit of intensity, which we've never seen before. And I love it. Yep. And if he shows you that intensity, there's no telling what kind of a run he can go on. Yep. I think, you know, you get when you get peak DJ, peak Rory, that's must-watch TV. doesn't matter if... It doesn't matter if they're 10 ahead or one behind. You got to watch it because it's it's yep. it's top shelf golf. You're not going to see it go any better than that in today's game when Rory and DJ are on full go. Now Rom, okay, let's he's probably in that category uh as well, but I go back to these courses. Mm-hmm. TPC Boston um I've played it a few times. You know, it's like, it's it's a tough course. It really is. These guys make it look easy, but it's a, it's a strokes gain approach, strokes gain off the tee kind of golf course, right? I mean, it's a tee to green ball striking kind of place. One of my favorite stats of the year, coach, Dustin Johnson, strokes gain tee to green at the Northern Trust, positive 18.1. <laughs> I mean, that's just That's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, you got, you've got that, right? So then you go to Olympia, and Olympia is like, okay, you got to strike your golf ball, but you better bring your short game, and you better be a good lag putter, and you better be able to knock down the four or five footer, right? It, it, it levels it out. You've got to hit all 14 clubs at Olympia, then, which I love, right? And, and you're not going to go, you're not going 18, 19 deep, certainly not going 30 deep um, at Olympia Fields. Now, then you go to East Lake, um, which kind of fits in the middle to me. It's it's not like it's not as difficult as Olympia, but statistically, when you look at it over the years, it's it's not as favorable tee to green as well. It's got a little bit more balance. Like you're gonna kind of you can kind of you can win there having a good putting week. You can win there having a good ball striking week. You know you got to kind of level it out a little bit. So I think it it kind of does equal the playing field to some degree, um, as we've seen over the years, um, Rory, Rory blitzed it last year at 18 under tiger one back in 18, 11, Xander at 12, Rory back in 16 at 12. So I, I like it. I think they've nailed it. I would love to see Olympia come back right in the middle. I think it's a really good run here of three 
courses um, to, to find the FedEx Cup champion? What say you? I, I think that uh, – I, I don't remember the last time that a course played this difficult, talking about Olympia Fields, and universally the players praised it. Because normally uh, when it plays like that, you're going to have at least part of the players say, oh, the setup's too hard, or oh, it's too – you know, they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Uh, we had Jim Furyk on the post game last week, our first week, mm-hmm. and he said, I'd love to see Olympia Fields set up like a U.S. Open, just maybe not that hard. I almost feel like the tour officials watched our show – and on Thursday, they listened to him, and by Sunday, they continued to listen to him because he won the U.S. Open there in 2003. And they, they changed it over the course of the four days, which made it for an exciting finish. I don't think it would have been as exciting, Travis, if they would have kept it the way it was on Thursday for Sunday because then nobody could have come back. Nobody could have caught DJ and Hideki. And so, to me, that's a brilliant setup. Yeah. The only change that I would make, I like par 72 courses. Because I think it allows the big hitters and the short hitters, everybody, more of a chance of scoring. And I know that may sound dumb when you talk about 30 under at TPC Boston. But I'm saying in general, I like par 72s. Mm. I'm not a big fan of par 70s unless it's Eastlake. I, I love Eastlake. Yeah. When I play the video game, Eastlake's my favorite course to play uh, on, on the video game. But if you're going to do a condensed three tournament instead of four, which, again, was another brilliant move, Four tournaments was too many. Yep. And I, I would love to have a par 70. You have the 71 at Boston, and I would love to have a par 72 in there somewhere. Um, but to, that's a minor, minor complaint yeah. for me. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that the three are so completely different, uh, and that's what you want when you're talking about playoffs. Yep. That's playoffs. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want you want to have um, some variety there for sure. And in, um, in Olympia Fields is is made for John Rom. I'm going to pat myself on my back here a little bit. I do a show for DraftKings. I was, Rom was my guy. Like, I was like, this guy's trending. This is the time he goes. You need to be on Rom in the top 10. And you need to get up there with Fina. Here he comes, back to our top five once again. Um, and I and I like Hideki, too, going in. Um, I thought this was a place, wasn't going to be a putting competition. And um, he can ball strike his way. And he, he's certainly shown a little bit of life. But, uh for another day, coach, we're going to talk gambling and fantasy golf because you and I have that in common as well. So we'll uh, we'll save uh, all that for. <laughs> but let me jump in real quick. I do okay. want to say this, and it's not just to promote my betting podcast. Yeah, do it. But for people who want to bet, look at strokes gained. That's my secret. Uh, hopefully, none of the books are listening right now. Strokes gained, and you're never going to lose money on Saturday and Sunday. I, I had four picks in my podcast this week. And going into yesterday, we were winning all four bets, Travis, nice. by 25 shots, 11 shots, 9 shots, and 6 shots. Mm. Now, Kevin Kisner only beat Hovland by one at the end of the day, but we still won the bet. So we went 4-0, and we weren't even sweating it going into Sunday. What's the so, name of the podcast? Follow the Action. Okay. Follow the Action is the name of the podcast. We have real gamblers who bet everything that they put out. That's what makes our show different, is that we don't just throw things out, hey, go bet on it. Our guys, we actually have an account, and everything we put out on the show, we actually bet it with real money. Nice. I like it. I'm going to go check that out. There you go. Well, let's, we drop every Wednesday. Let's, let's move this now to some, some betting here uh, with the 30 guys that are remaining, right? Because we can okay. bet on that. It's going to be a, a Friday start, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the final round on a Monday with it being Labor Day. It'll be the Tour Championship in uh, East Lake. I played East Lake about – I don't know, three or four years ago. Let me tell you something. The rough at Eastlake 
is for real. I mean, that <laughs> is some thick stuff. You saw some thick stuff at Olympia. You're going to see very much the same stuff um, at East Lake. The difference, you're going to go to some um, some Bermuda kind of action, though, right? So it's it's going to play a little different at East Lake. But it's a it's a great golf course, and um, the tour, you know, they went they switched to this format now where guys are going in starting at a certain number, right? Based off of how they've done to this point, DJ, of course, number one player in the world. Well, he's going to start number one in the FedEx cup. He's minus 10 John Rom, number two player in the world. Number two in the FedEx cup. He'll start at eight under Justin Thomas, number three player in the world. Number three player in the FedEx is minus seven. Hey, not bad, right? Like this is working. <laughs> this is this is working. One, two, three. DJ ten under Rom eight. JT seven. There's Webb at six, who decided not yep. to play last week. Comes in crazy, with, <laughs> crazy, crazy. He comes crazy. in with um, a fresh mind and yeah, I not, guess not that beat down. But anyway, Morikawa. There he is at five. He's cooled off a little bit since the PGA. And then we go okay, four under coach. You got Berger, English, Bryson, Sanjay M. Hideki. Okay. And then three under, you got Brendan Todd, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed, Xander, and then uh, Munoz. So let's let's start there. We'll get to those bottom 15 okay. here in a second. Okay. I mean, the first thing, like, these guys got to go. I mean, you just spotted DJ and Rom, you know, a bunch of strokes. I mean, that's just, that that's going to be a tough thing to overcome unless they just go out there and chop it. But what I've been seeing from DJ I agree with you. This dude is focused. I think Brooks got in his head. I say, all right, all right, Brooks, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. You know, let, let me, let Agreed. me, you got my attention. You got my attention. Now here I go. Right. We know Rom's playing well. Uh, we know JT can go, um, but you got some ground to catch up to. So let's, let's start at minus four. All right. They're starting okay. six back coach. Give me a name that can, that's going to give it a go here between Daniel Berger, Harris English, Bryson DeChambeau, Sanjay In, and Hideki Matsuyama. And let's tell your listeners also, for those that think that, that we're crazy, that somebody could come back, last year Rory started five back, yep. and he ended up winning the FedEx Cup. So it's, it's a different animal when you have to play from the lead starting out on Thursday. It really, really is. But I've got to pick somebody here. I'm fading Bryson all day. Bryson hasn't figured out that he's got to dial it back in order to, to compete and to win. Once he figures that out, I'll get back on his bandwagon. I'm going Daniel Berger. How can you not go Daniel Berger out of this group? He's been red hot. He's had a, a win. He's had a bunch of top fives since the restart. To me, this is an easy one at the minus fours. Daniel Berger's mine. Yeah, I tend to agree. You know, Berger's that well-rounded. People that, that follow me, they know I've been all over Daniel Berger most of the year. And um, I think, you know, Harris English has had a great year. He just, he could have got a win at Boston if it wasn't for, um, you know, DJ's deal. Sunjai, goodness gracious, he's lost his game since... Um, yep. since the restart. Have you ever seen a player? Let me ask you this, Hideki. I mean, I, I'm watching Hideki. I mean, the dude looks like he's going to shoot 81 the way he's hitting it off the tee. <laughs> and yet he's like one under coming up 18. I'm not just like, yeah. how? He, he's, he's a player that costs people a lot of money because you want to yeah. bet against him every single time because he can explode and shoot a 78 on any given day. But if, he's got, if, if his uh, stop at the top is just right, he can shoot a 62 also. We yeah. saw that at the players. So he's somebody that I steer clear of. Uh, I did bet DJ yesterday and, and won that bet. Uh, but I steer clear of a decky because you just never know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's just he's he's fascinating to watch. Like from my background, like he opens the face going back, then he's got to close. He's hitting like these slices off the tee, and but I'll tell you what, he's probably the most underrated player around the green on the PGA Tour. You you want to watch people go around the green? You watch Patrick Reed, um, and I'll tell you what, I put a decky right there. This kid can hit some phenomenal little short game shots around the green. And his his short game was magic at uh, it really was great at Olympia Fields. I, I, I'm gonna I'll go with you. I'll go Berger for sure. All right, he, you know he's he, he's a guy that um, you know he's got that well rounded game for sure that can go. All right, let's go to minus three. Minus three. They're starting seven back. Brendan Todd, Rory, Patrick Reed, Xander, Munoz. Normally, normally I would pick Rory all day, except I I can't pick somebody that 100 percent without question. When that baby monitor goes off, he's out. He's out. And I'm not going to be caught holding a ticket on somebody who's going to be in the delivery room. So um, <laughs> I'm going to take Patrick Reed because he's also shown the ability to go low. He's not afraid of going low. He's not scared of looking you in the eye and saying, all right, I'm seven back of you, DJ. Let's play. And so I'm going to take Patrick Reed from this, from this group. Gosh, I, I cannot get on the right side of Patrick Reed. In my uh, in my bets either he's uh, man he is he, he's that one guy for me that's frustrating you know mm-hmm. I mean he, mm-hmm. everybody has that one guy you know that's like I, my no goodness doubt. gracious like I, I put okay I put you in you shoot you miss the cut <laughs> then I don't and you finish T through who's that guy for you who's that guy for you uh, for me it's it's Lanto Griffin and uh, it's Hideki Lanto last year I, I had him forty five to one when he won Houston. And so I, you know, I'm like a hundred dollar better. I mean, yeah. I'm not a huge gambler, but, uh, so I won $4,500 and it's like, almost like the golfing gods are saying, we're going to take every dime of that back when you bet on Lanto Griffin moving <laughs> forward. And so I'm, you know, I've bet against him like 10 times and all 10 times uh, I've lost because Lanto is for real. Yeah. And when people start realizing that he's got a lot of talent, including myself, then we're going to start getting on his bandwagon. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I'm with you. Rory's the obvious pick. He came back from five back last year. Um, it's Brendan Todd, man. I'll tell you what, he is. I don't know what word he can't play on the weekends, though. Yeah, Travis, he struggles. Yeah, you can't pick him and you can't bet on him on the weekends. You yeah. can't do it. Um, he's great. He's great when there's no pressure. Great when there's no pressure. Yep. And and I, I you know, I'll go Xander. I, I think you know, Xander's just been kind of like just a little bit neutral. He kind of shows signs, yep. and it looks like. The boats move. Oh yeah, the engine started. There he goes, and then then like one of them cuts out, you know. And so he's just well, kind of like the, the, the thing is though, like a Xander or Sun JM. When you look at it, you go, "How are they in the Tour Championship the way they played the last three months?" And we forget how incredibly important the fall schedule is now. Right. And these guys that win, like Tiger, Tiger was in the top fifties, but he hadn't played in six months because he wanted the Zozo. So these players got to understand these fall events. You got to play in them. You cannot skip them anymore. Yep. They're too important, way too important. Xander was second tour championship last year. Um, to your point, mm-hmm. he was 10th at Zozo, second at WGC in China, 10th at, or second at Tournament of Champions. There you go. Lost in a play. There you go. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a JT. Remember, he yeah. missed that short three footer. Can you yep. believe it? Yep. Yep. And then, um, you know, he's just. You know, he, he just he doesn't go very far when he struggles. You know, he's going to be in that twenty twenty five range. Um, you know, he was third at the Schwab, sixth at St Jude, 
playoffs, 25th at Northern Trust, 25th at BMW. Statistically, it's just kind of like, eh. He's just kind of like, yeah. you know, the engine starts and it failed. And then, then he gets both of them going and then one cut. I don't know. Give me Xander. He's kind of due for me. He, he's, too, he, he's, he's, he's due. I'm going to, I'll roll Xander there. All right. Now, now things you're, you're are, so positive about that. <laughs> I'm kind of, a, I've got my Homer guys, you know, um, Xander is, is one of them for sure. Um, and there's another one here as we get to minus two, these guys got some work to do. All right. Here's yeah. your boy Lanto minus two, uh, Scheffler, Neiman, Terrell Hatton, Tony Fino. Uh, th- I mean, this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, you got to have somebody that's going to is, is willing to go low, uh, is confident going low, can go low. So I'm going Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he shot he shot 59 a week ago. So I'm going to take him. Lanto will probably blow up and shoot a 59 right in my face because I picked against him. But uh, I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> it was going to happen. I just made a note on Lanto. <laughs> So if you're not going to bet him, then I'm. That's a for sure in there. But Scheffler, Scheffler, rookie of the year. Um, you know he he could he could make a run here. And um, I tell you what, his his game from college has transferred. I mean he has been mm-hmm. he has been impressive. And this Neiman kid, you want to talk about ball striking? This kid can hit some shots. If his putter goes, he goes. Um, he he was impressive for me last week in in his performance. Um. I, I still think Terrell Hatton's one of the most underrated players in professional golf. I don't think he gets his due. Um, nope. He's my favorite, though. When he's mic'd up, nobody's yeah. more entertaining than Terrell Hatton. Yeah. He's and, the best. And he can putt. And when he yeah. when he goes, he fills it up. I, I got to go Fina. I mean, I mean, no one's going to make more birdies full system go than Fina. Although Scheffler is going to be but right Travis, there. Aren't we picking a winner here? Aren't we picking a winner? That That's the whole point of doing this. So, no, I just said winner. I said make a run. Okay, make a run to do what? To win. Make a run to win. And Tony Finau, one time, not even in the continental United States, has he won. Yeah, but know. you know what? You pick yours because I want to beat you. So yeah. pick Tony Finau. Go ahead. Well, now wait, head to head, and I'm we're I'm I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with this, Coach. Like I'm I'm going head. We're going. We had our five head to heads, okay? Yeah. And then I've got um, my circle. Okay, and then we're gonna we'll make a friendly wager on on who wins the most out of these head to heads. Who who, love, who, who oh, finishes oh, the highest, score. right? Who? Uh, yeah, the total combined strokes. There you total, go. Total combined for our five, and we have the same. We have Berger, Reed, and Xander. Scheffler and Finau, and now we're going to the ones. Okay, that's a deal. That's a deal. And by the way, and this is a shameless plug, so stare, just bear with me here. Finau's coach, Boyd Summerhays, will be on the Stripe Show podcast on Wednesday as he makes his run for the Tour Championship and finishes slightly ahead of Scotty Scheffler. Let's go to minus one. <laughs> Travis, Travis, there's no <laughs> such thing as a shameless plug. All right, every plug matters. Uh, every plug matters. It does. Especially when you're own when you're your own business. You're right. Absolutely. Minus one. Getting tough. Kiz. Ugh. Kiz cost me some money on Sunday. Answer. There's Abraham Answer. Speaking of playing good early. Uh, there's Ryan Palmer. There's Kevin Na. And somehow Leash is in the tour championship after putting up a plus 30 burger in uh, Olympia Fields. I, I need to take Leishman out for dinner because he won me so much money this weekend. 
when you can bet against somebody for the tournament and you don't have to watch past Thursday, that's a great bet. And he was plus eight after day one, plus whatever, 15 after day two. It was crazy how bad he's playing. The reason I picked against him, we had him on the charity challenge a week ago at uh, Boston. And just for those nine holes, even though it's not very serious, he was hitting it all over the place. And I'm like, this dude's going to turn it on tomorrow? I don't think that's going to happen. So I bet against them all last weekend and won, and this weekend and won. So it'll be a cold day in hell before I pick him in our little contest right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with a guy who can go low. Last round of the PGA Championship, he shot a 64. And he's had a couple of good rounds the last two weeks, and he's motivated. I'm going Ryan Palmer. Okay. Well, that's 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 not who I was going to pick. Uh, cool. I, don't know, I don't know what happened to Answer's game here of late. Um, you know, he was – everybody was ready to, like, anoint him as the number one player in the world coming out of the President's Cup. And I was like, let's pump the brakes just a little bit here. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, see, if, let's see if he can get a win first. Um you know, of you know, Kevin Na is like one of my favorite players to watch play golf because he just he just grinds his way around. He's like the modern day Corey Pavin, um, mm-hmm. just plots it, you know, bunts it out there. <laughs> you know, he just and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, how's that? That's a sixty-seven. Like what? <laughs> you know, yeah, I just shot sixty-seven. Um, I'll go Kiz. Uh, you know, it's between Kiz and Na for me, but I'll, I'll go Kiz. Kiz kind of struggled on Sunday, but he's been playing good golf. Um, really, really good golf. Third at the Wyndham, fourth at the Northern Trust. Backed it up Sunday at the BMW for T25. But Kiz in my box, Ryan Palmer in the coach's box. We got one more coach, and then I'm going to let you go because I know you got a busy day. And we got to teach these kids. These kids got to learn. These kids got to learn. <laughs> Even par. No chance in hell any of these guys are going to win, but we're going to, they're part of our bet. Cameron Smith, Vic Hovland, Mackenzie Hughes. Love to see him in the top 30. The champ, love me some Cameron Champ and Billy Ho, former FedEx. Man, I loved the interview by Mackenzie Hughes yesterday afterwards. And he said, I didn't know if this putt was going to get me in, but I knew it was important. (laughs) And I just love the fact that when players say, this is important to me, I understand how much I get if I get into the Tour Championship. There's so many perks that the average fan doesn't think about. So when you see somebody pump their fist, Travis, at a three-footer and they're six back, and I had my friends going, why is he so excited? I said, well, how about getting into every major, every WGC? How about $400,000 guaranteed in the prize pool at the Tour Championship? Guaranteed! So because of his reaction, and because of how excited he was, I'm taking Mackenzie Hughes at number 28 in my no chance in hell pick. <laughs> well, it, it has value in our pick. You can't have you can't have him mailed in and put you know plus 30 yeah. up and just collect the 30 30th place check. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm you know, boy, Cameron Smith is in the top 30. How about that? That is how about that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have had that coming into the season. Um, I think champ's kind of going the wrong way right now. I think Billy Ho's playing some pretty good golf. He clearly yep. knows a thing or two about East Lake as well. So uh Billy Ho kind of struggling with the putter the last two weeks. I think he goes back to some good old 
Southern Greens, and he gets it going again. Billy Horschel is my pick to make a run from even. He'll finish minus seven. Interesting. No, he'll finish minus six and lose by 10. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, if anybody's playing with house money, it's Billy Horschel. Yeah, right. Because if anybody watched yesterday, Corey Connors double bogeyed 18, and that allowed Billy Horschel to get in. I know. And he actually was, like, thanking him. As they were walking off the uh, the 18th green, uh, and Connors was laughing about it. I'm not so sure I would have been laughing about it, but uh, I'm sure they're good friends, and it was he did it in a respectful way. But that's how he got in. Yep. So this is Hal's money. It is and I remember, I remember watching him and his wife real quick on morning drive the day after he won the FedEx Cup. And, and this was as normal a statement, like normal people like you and me. If somebody put $13 million in our checking account, you're damn right I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. to look to see if it's in there. And his <laughs> wife, they ask him, is the money in there? People don't realize they get direct deposits just like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And she said we turned our computer on, looked at our account, and there was $13 million deposit, and we couldn't even believe it. Can wow. you imagine that moment? Can you imagine that moment? It just For regular people who just, at that point, Billy Horschel was a relative nobody still. Wow. And to win the FedEx Cup and play so well, for, and then win thirteen million dollars, it literally was life changing for him. Oh, yeah. And it was an awesome thing to see. Yeah, it was. It was, and he's back. He's in the thirtieth spot. Yep. And uh, we'll see how he does. So let's a quick review here. So we'll go back to four. So our picks. We. Um, so I had. So I forget. Minus four. I had burger. Or we both had burger. Yep. Both got burger. Okay. At minus fours. Minus three. You take Reed. Yep. And, and you have Xander. I got Xander. Minus two. You oh, got Scotty. Yep. And I've got Fino. Minus one. You've got uh, Palmer. Yep. I've got Nah. Even. Um, you're going Hughes, and I'm going Billy O. Perfect. Yes, sir. Okay. And this is for dinner when I'm coming down your way. Yes. And we have to take. We have to take. Uh, we have to take uh, the governor okay. out, and it's our treat with him three ways. That's, that's a fair bet. I love that next time you're in town here in headquarters. We go to dinner, we bring the gov, and we just let him tell stories all day because Billy Kratzer is one of the funniest human beings on the face of the earth telling stories. Um, my goodness. He's oh, I can't some, wait. He's got I, I, I actually have to even lose his bet. <laughs> to, be, to be at that table, nothing better. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Coach, I appreciate it, man. Um, super stoked! You're uh, you got the post game show going um, with the with the Thank PGA you. tour, and uh, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate being on the podcast. Teach hey, those kids. Not- let's keep let's uh, let's keep our conversation going. I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Hello to all your listeners, and uh, let's keep it going. We're just getting started. The world of golf is exploding, and let's explode with it. That Thanks, sounds man. good, buddy. All right, Coach. Talk to you soon. All right, see you guys. The football season is less than 10 days away with the reigning champs set to take the field to kick off the season. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate week one of the football season, DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at a $1 million top prize. So get in on all of the action now. Making it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team, standard salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, and so much more. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away a share of 
up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. With all this cash up for grabs, there is no better place to get in on all of the actions than with DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code Travis to get a free shot at a million-dollar top fries. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool. That's promo code Travis to get in on all of the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook Minimum. $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.